1: we're coming to you for the spiritual and soon-to-be financial capital of the world, Jerusalem, Israel. If you've got any questions or comments, feel free to email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at Lighthouse with an L, lighthousecapital.co.il. That's Aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il. You can check me out on the web at www.aaronkatzman.com. That's www.aaronkatzman.com. You can find me on Twitter, and be sure to subscribe to the brand-new YouTube channel at Aaron Kapsman. So it is my honor to introduce Osher Felicia Seaton, who is a U.S. international estate planning and tax lawyer. Um, She's been practicing U.S. estate planning law and probate since 1996. She founded her U.S. estate planning firm in Israel uh, a while back already by time Flies. In August of 2007, She practices U.S. international estate planning and individual tax, U.S. probate and estate administration and tax and renunciation of U.S. citizenship and relinquishment of U.S. green cards. Welcome to the show, Osher Felicia C.
0: Thanks so much for having me, Aaron. If I could just give Aaron a plug here and say that he takes care of my clients like no one else does. It is such a pleasure to work with his office. Uh, my clients are extremely, extremely happy. And um, there, there's no one who can top his integrity.
1: There you go. Well, then, then the wire transfer will be coming to you uh, right now. I'm going to hit Enter. And there it goes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. So let's just j- jump right in. We were talking before before we went on um, about some really interesting um, issues that most investors, I would say, who have port- US brokerage accounts, who live outside of the United States, it's not necessarily just Israel, but everywhere. Um, don't know and it's something that sort of snuck up on people over the last couple of years and it's causing all kinds of problems and that is like this I'm going to phrase the question so, so like this all of my accounts in the United States are titled with joint um, rights of survivorship they're joint accounts with rights of survivorship that should be fantastic right I should be totally covered God forbid if one of the account holders dies right if one of the spouses dies I should be covered completely true or false <laughs>
0: So, in some ways, you are. That's absolutely true. All you need to wait for is a death certificate upon death, and then you submit that to the U.S. financial institution. You fill out some paperwork. Sometimes they'll need some notarizations. They might need something called a medallion signature guarantee, but all these are doable. Um, And theoretically, within a few weeks to, to tops a few months, you should have access to the account. However, Unfortunately, in in the last five years, we've been seeing the US financial institutions um, become more and more compliant with a certain little tiny section of the the US uh, tax code, which is um, that the US uh, uh, financial institutions are required to ask you, require you actually, to obtain something called a transfer certificate from the IRS. Essentially, that certificate states that your estate does not owe any estate tax or if there was a state tax owed that it was paid. And so it's kind of a stamp from the IRS that everything's okay and that they, the US financial institution can transfer the money. So what's the problem, right? Okay, so you say, fine, I need something from the IRS, I'll get it. Well, before, the, the last nine months of, uh, of um, uh, co- dealing with COVID-19, the IRS was backlogged on these requests by about a year, 11 months or so. Okay, And so anyone who hadn't received their transfer certificate by March of 2020 um, had been waiting about 11 months and now has been waiting since then. No transfer certificates that I know of, at least, have been released in the last nine months, wow. perhaps here and there, but they're still catching up. I have one that I submitted uh, two years ago, 2018, for a client. Wow. Now you say, okay, so we have to wait for the transfer certificate. Fine. But meanwhile, the joint owner can use the account, right? I'm sorry. I'm asking all the questions. No, that's they, fine.
1: <laughs> so so let's get into that. Let's that's, that's get into that because... Um, I'm gonna lead in, but I'm gonna say that there are um, certain firms, we were just speaking about this, certain firms that a joint um, account with rights of survivorship will allow the surviving spouse to still withdraw money based on living needs. But our firm does that. Um, But as we were speaking, plenty of firms that you deal with um, don't do that. So talk about a little bit of that, and then maybe what are the solutions that you have to offer for people to have at, or for heirs, or for the surviving spouse to have access to their money.
0: Exactly. And so what happens is, unfortunately, I've, I've found this repeatedly at various uh, U.S. financial institutions and big ones at that, um, that they freeze the account as soon as they're notified of the death of one of the joint owners. So even though there's joint with right of survivorship and it should go smoothly, they take all the paperwork and then they say, no, the account is frozen. No deposits, no withdrawals. You can't also do any trading And so everything just stays status quo until the transfer certificate is received. And again, the problem with that is you could be waiting a year or two for that to happen from the date of the request. Um, I will also note that the request is quite um, difficult. You have to report all of the decedents, the persons who passed away, all of their assets that they owned on date of death with date of death values. And so you don't have to prove them, but you have to be able to, to list them. And that can be a lot of work for people, especially and, if we own real estate or de- various right, and Correct
1: me if I'm wrong, but I think we've had cases where the IRS actually came back to the individual who submitted it and, you know, asked for clarification or there wasn't enough information. And then, you know, you know, we should all merit to live long enough to, uh, to see that transfer certificate actually issued.
0: Exactly, exactly. And so that's the problem that my clients are running into these days, is they thought that everything was taken care of, but then, uh, unfortunately, one of them passes away. And in addition to having to deal with the grief of that, they also have to deal with the grief of this kind of bureaucracy. So what are the ways to get around it? There are two ways to get around it. One way to get around it, if you're a U.S. citizen who's residing outside the U.S., if the decedent was a U.S. citizen residing outside the U.S., is to get a U.S., What we it's not really called a U.S. probate order, but to file for probate in the U.S. And as you mentioned earlier, to have a U.S. resident executor appointed. And so if that happens, then you can bypass uh, the need for the transfer certificate. Um, However, I will say that that's time consuming. And also people often pay an attorney to do that who's local, especially if they're living abroad and they need someone. And you have to have an executor who resides in the States who's willing to serve. And some people don't don't have that anymore if they've been living abroad for a long time. So there are some downsides to that but it's definitely doable. And then I have clients who say, well, you told me to avoid probate and the entire web says to avoid probate in the U.S. And that's true. But if you're going to, you know, weigh, hmm, let's wait a year or two for the IRS to get its act together versus I can get a, a you know, um, an executor appointed within a few months in the U.S., you might choose to do that. Okay. Um, the, the other way to get around it is to have a U.S. trust, what's called a living trust. And um, it, it's costly to set up. But then after it's set up, there are no additional costs to having the, uh, the living trust. There no annual so, fees or anything like that? No,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you can you can appoint family members to be trustees uh, or trusted people that, that you trust to be trustees who aren't going to take cons- compensation and um, the trust. In na- now, now the one. Big issue here with the trust that everyone has to remember if they're going to set it up is fund it during life, which means don't just set up the trust and say, oh, everything will pass into it upon my desk. Make sure that the trust owns everything that you own in the states. That, um, that is non-retirement, okay? because you can't put retirement plans into, into trust, and, um, and change the ownership. That shouldn't cost anything. It doesn't, it doesn't increase taxes. You don't have to pay capital gains tax on it. There's no fees from any of the brokerages or the banks to be able to, to change ownership. Um, it, it's you know, filling out a lot of paperwork, but it's a pretty simple uh, task to do. And so okay. that's the other option.
1: Okay, so those are the two options, either trying to probate in the US, which means appointing a US executor, or setting up um, a local trust. Okay, that's awesome. That's very interesting. I think that's information that um, we're in the business, so we know about that, but, um, you know, all the time uh, this comes up, and people don't know, and they get surprised, and do you? I would, for all the viewers and listeners out there, do yourself a favor and listen to, to, to this advice, because it could save you literally years, and lots and lots of gray and white hairs and a lot of money because it's not cheap to do all this stuff either because you need to pay the professionals. Um, how can people, I was remiss, how can people get in touch with you?
0: Um, you can visit my website at www.ofm, Osher, Felicia, and then my other middle name, <laughs> <laughs> um, dashlaw.com. Um, feel free to email me at ofm uh, at ofm-law.com. And, um, and, and, uh, I'd love to talk with you anytime.
1: Okay. So we are speaking with Osha Felicia Seton, who is a practicing U.S. estate law and probate uh, specialist. You're watching the Aaron Kassman show. I'm your host, Aaron Kassman. We speak to you about your life, your money, and your investments. If you've got any questions or comments, feel free to email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at lighthouse with an L, lighthousecapital.co.il. That's Aaron At lighthousecapital.co.il. You can check me out on the web at www.aaronkatzman.com. You can find me on Twitter and be sure to subscribe to our brand new YouTube channel where you can get all the interviews, all the content right there in one page on the internet. I know that's not the way you're supposed to say it, but I'm, you know, it's not my generation. The YouTube thing is like I'm a little old for the YouTube thing. Anyway, (laughs) I wanna go back to one thing that's important. Um, we, we mentioned it in passing right at the beginning, we're gonna get into another topic, but the issue of the transfer certificate, right? It has nothing to do with, um, it's nothing nefarious against Israel. It's, if you're an American who lives anywhere, you could be living in Singapore, you could be living in Athens, Dubai. Right, <laughs> Dubai, right? That's the hot place right now, you can move to Dubai. It, it's gonna come and get you, correct? Yes, okay. yes, absolutely. Okay, so that's important to note, because I think a lot of people come to me and they say, well, what do you mean? It's, uh, you know, it's not anti-Semitic, it's nothing. That's the IRS's rule for anybody who lives outside, who passes, an American citizen who passes away outside of the United States. Exactly. Um, okay, so the next issue for um, that I want to speak about is also an issue which is very common, um, and that's when you have a mixed marriage. Now, Uh, In local vernacular, a mixed marriage is when you have an American who gets married to an Israeli. Um, And that can cause all kinds of estate um, plan issues as well. Can you, can we sort of touch on them Can you talk about some of the issues and some of the solutions?
0: Absolutely. So we have Essentially, two issues here, and unfortunately, I, I'm going to have to talk in the language of who dies first. And okay. so, I hope everyone will forgive me for having to talk like that. Um, but basically, if if you think about the flow of wealth, okay, um, if the U.S. citizen um, uh, inherits everything from the non-U.S. citizen, and thereby uh, has a wealth that's worth more than the exemption from the estate tax. okay The current exemption from. US federal estate tax is 11.58 million. It's going up in just a few weeks as of January 1. Um, however, in five years from now, okay, 2025, it will go down to between six and 7 million. Okay, that's the current law, a lot of people are asking me right now if it's if the law is going to change due to the new administration. There's really no talk so far of that changing. I personally would also be somewhat surprised if they did change it very much and lower it a lot because in 2013. The, um, the exemption was raised to five and a half million by a uh, bipartisan bill in the, under the Obama administration. So, um, so it seems to me it's probably going to stay somewhere around the six or seven. It might increase annually for uh, cost of living. In any case, Um, If the U.S. citizen inherits everything that the couple has because they're second to die, they're the survivor, um, and then passes away owning more than the exemption amount, that needs to be planned for because, and it's very, it's a simple plan, actually. And what it does is there have to be, it's going to be strange to, to think about this, but there have to be two different wills. Right. If the US, citizen, um, the US citizen's will can leave everything to the non-US citizen, because the non-US citizen isn't going to be subject to US estate tax, uh, except for one situation, and that's the other example I'm going to give. Um, but the non-US citizen's will needs to specify a couple of things. Uh, There are a few options and it depends on the family dynamics. One is to leave the U.S. citizen as much as whatever the exemption is at that time. So they can inherit, let's say, up to six or seven million, so they have a, a nice net worth. And in addition, a trust can be formed for the benefit of the US citizen that will give the US citizen all of the income that the US citizen needs during the year in order to um, you know, pay their bills, et cetera. Um, that trust will most probably be a non-US trust. And I'm not gonna go into the differences right now but if it is a non-US trust, then um, the U.S. citizen needs to receive all of the income from the rest of the assets on an annual basis, okay? So, oh. so as to avoid additional U.S. income tax. And so that's one scenario that we run into. Another scenario that we run into. I, I also I, I just want to add one b- with regard to that. Make sure that if a U.S. citizen is going to inherit. Companies, okay, significant shareholder um, uh, interests in non-U.S. companies that that the that that the family consults the appropriate CPAs and tax professionals because if not, you might not want a U.S. citizen inheriting the, that type of interest because huh. there'll be additional U.S. tax. Okay. Okay.
1: So this um, scenario is when again this th- this whole scenario where. You can leave up to like six million dollars and put the rest of it in a trust. That's if the, um, in our case, the Israeli um, were to die first, okay, and the and the surviving spouse is an American citizen, right? Okay, right. so now scenario then, number and, two,
0: right? And and in that scenario, scenario number one, we're talking about wealthy families, right. right? In scenario number two, we're talking about any family, okay? You don't have to have six or seven million dollars, and here's scenario number two. Okay. What happens if the U.S. citizen passes away first and leaves everything to the non-U.S. citizen? Mm -hmm. Well, if the U.S. citizen owns U.S. assets. Okay. So if the U.S. citizen owns some real estate in the United States or the U.S. citizen owns a brokerage account with Aaron's uh, firm or whatever it is, an IRA. Okay. Retirement accounts in the U.S. The U.S. citizen inherited something from their family and now they own it and then Mm -hmm. they're going to pass it on to their spouse. Okay. And so if that is your scenario, we have to remember that the non-U.S. citizen is also subject to U.S. estate tax when they pass away. However, their exemption from U.S. estate tax is only 60, six zero, $60,000. 000. Right. Not 60 million, per,
1: ladies and gentlemen, $60,000. That's not a huge amount of money.
0: Right, and not per asset, but total. And so what happens is if God forbid, a a non-U.S. citizen passes away, um, having inherited assets that are located in the United States, then um, all of those assets are tallied on their date of death. And if it's more than $60,000, then the U.S. estate tax is going to have to be paid on them. The U.S. estate tax is quite hefty. It's essentially a double tax because it's on what you own, not just what you earn on what you own. And it's eighteen percent from the first penny above the exemption, which here is sixty thousand dollars, and it quickly goes up to forty percent. Right. Okay, and so um, and and you have to pay it within nine months of date of death, and so it's very very important to p- plan for this. Aaron, do you want me to go into how to plan for that?
1: I would like you very much to go into how to. What's this? Let's we'll say what's the solution. What is okay. the solution to this problem? Because this is a very very common problem. Very common problem.
0: So there are two solutions. One of them I don't like. So I'm going to leave that one for later. (laughs) The other one is one that I do all the time, which is once again, a trust. And I know that I sound like I'm selling trusts here, but really it's becoming the only vehicle that can solve a lot of our issues. This trust is a little bit different than the various trusts that I've mentioned during our uh, talk today. This trust is a trust that only the U.S. citizen sets up. It's a US trust. The US citizen will essentially own all the US assets until they pass away. And then the non-US citizen cannot take over the trust it'll have to be other US citizens who take over the trust. So maybe adult children, maybe a sibling, maybe a niece or nephew, someone they trust, but the beneficiary will be the non-US citizen. So the non-US citizen can receive the benefits of whatever there is in the United States, can receive the dividends, can receive the interest, can receive the rental payments, uh, can receive the, the IRA payments, et cetera, et cetera. But when they pass away, the estate tax will not apply because they don't have any control over what those assets are.
1: And if okay? they need a chunk of, what if they need like a chunk of the principal?
0: The the uh, trust can be written so that the trustee has the discretion, meaning the trustee can make a decision saying, oh, I noticed that the the, the non-U.S. citizen spouse needs some money. Okay, here's some money. Gotcha. It can be okay. that simple. Okay. Now, I will say another, another option, but this one is a little bit difficult for people often, is to wait until first, first death, God forbid, and then to, to sell everything and get out of the US. I will say that that's a costly option. Okay. Uh, Often people own um, a nice amount of assets in the U.S., even if it's not their significant amount of assets. And when you sell it, let's remember that at least if you're an Israeli resident who sells it, there's no step-up in basis, which means that there'll be a hefty capital gains tax if you do sell it upon first death. Okay. Okay. So that that could be an option, but it's not necessarily the one that um, many of my clients choose.
1: Okay. And just quickly, let's just where you have two Israelis who are married to each other. You know, it's been, been popular. We have it, right? We have Israeli clients who open brokerage accounts in the States. Um, a lot of Israelis flock to U.S. real estate. That's very trendy. Um, they should be very, very careful, correct?
0: Very
1: careful. I mean, they're really sort of up the creek. If something happens to one of them, they're really, really stuck. So I would assume that, you know, your, your solution here would be almost only either setting up a company or or, or a trust in order to avoid estate tax issues?
0: Right. Um, If they're young enough, then they can consider some life insurance. That, of course, doesn't actually solve the problem, but it enables them to replenish the money that would have been there. That's not an option that a lot of my clients enjoy because there's a premium involved, and so they have to pay for it. I I will say that it's a very dangerous situation, Aaron. I'm just going to add one thing that most people don't know. It can be double taxed. In other words, you can pay a full 100% estate tax on the entire account, even though it's joint uh, with right of survivorship, okay, especially because it's joint with right of survivorship. There's a special, um, again, this tiny little U.S. tax code (laughs) section um, that says if it's joint with right of survivorship and the survivor is a non-U.S. citizen, the um, first to die will be taxed on the entire amount. Then the non-U.S. citizen surviving spouse inherits it, and if they don't move it out of the states they're taxed on the entire amount again unless they pass away within a few years Wow! and so it's it is a dangerous situation
1: wow how can people once again how can people get in touch with you
0: wonderful you can visit me at my website at www.ofm-law.com thank you
1: that was great this was really good and i think i'll bring you back because i want to talk about renunciation of uh, citizenship, which is also a big, big issue. We'll do that another time. Thank you so much for joining Absolutely. us.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: My pleasure. It's been the Aaron Katzman Show. I'm your host, Aaron Katzman, where we speak to you about your life, your money, and your investments. If you've got any questions or comments, feel free to email me at aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at lighthousecapital.co.il. That's aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il. You can check me out on the web at www.aaronkatzman.com, www.aaronkatzman.com. Check in on Twitter and be sure to subscribe to our brand new YouTube channel. Thanks so much for watching, and we'll see you soon.